Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range EDC, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. In case you weren't aware, we aren't prophets. We have no crystal ball. We tell no fortunes. We have no idea what those lines in your palm mean. Can't read tea leaves and don't get twinges in our big toe telling us when a good rainstorm's are coming. And if we did possess any of those prognostication powers, you can be fairly sure that we'd be close to Biff Tannen and Back to the Future 2 than any kind of help to humanity. So what am I trying to get at here? I just want to make sure everyone has the proper context for when we adjudicate what we try to prognosticate would happen in a certain Disney Plus series starring a certain bounty hunter from a certain galaxy far, far away. In this, episode 93, The Book of Boba Fett, The Real or the Droney Reckoning. I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is a man who once received a rejection letter from LucasArts, making him practically old pals with George Lucas and Dave Filoni. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades in my podcasting Padawan. I give you the man they call Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? I am doing it just fine, and thankfully we're going to edit that intro, because otherwise it'd be about 10 minutes long. Most think, of it me cussing. I think uh, that is the first intro you've given me out of the 93 episodes we've done that actually is factual. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like to work one in every so often. Uh, yes. In fact, I, I did back in my uh, back in my job-seeking days toward, toward the end of my run at the hallowed halls of the University of New Hampshire. I was going to say, uh, I, you were right out of college, like applying for that. I like, was. I, I sent in an application for, for LucasArts uh, games. It didn't pan out, but that's okay, because I think the studio shuttered about 10 years later. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. you Boy, you called that one right. Well. You would have you would have only had 10 years of, of cutting edge work. <laughs> George or his hiring directors called that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that was George, who was oh. like, you know, no, you know this... This guy from uh, New Hampshire, screw him. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> do it. <laughs> no, not quite. Just got, not quite. that would be great if it were actually like signed, like just in you in particular. No, that would have been great. Not today. Well, we are going to go back through in this episode, all of the fan theories and all the things that we tried to predict and say what was going to happen, what wasn't going to happen in Book of Boba Fett and. As, uh, as we discussed in our pre-production meeting, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right out front, this represents <laughs> our lowest scores to date. And considering that we are self-acknowledged idiots, I uh, mean, that it's right yes. there in the title. That is saying a whole hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. However, before we get to all of that, yes. what we need to do is we need to hand this uh, over to Tim for the Week in Geek. However, once again, we ah. do have a sponsor. So Excellent. This episode's Week in Geek is sponsored by my local FedEx delivery driver who managed to deliver a $400 power amp on an overcast day when rain had been in the forecast for several days, not only unbagged for the weather, but also to the door without a covering as opposed to the door with a covered porch about 15 feet to the right. So when you're looking to ship something and don't really care how it shows up, where it shows up, 
Or even if it shows up at all, give FedEx a try. Indeed. <sighs> I, I have a story to share from two weeks ago real quick. Um, oh, go right ahead. I, I was being shipped some equipment for a uh, client that I'm working with. And, uh, and when Tim delivered... says equipment, he means steaks. Well, Several no, hundred pounds uh, of raw actual, beef. Actual equipment. Actual technolo- oh, okay. technological equipment. Uh, and when the package was delivered, my uh, lovely wife found it in a snowbank next to our step. <laughs> Isn't like, that great? Which I'm just like, why would you put a box there? I mean, lay it on our on our step or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like I'm I'm gonna spike this in a snow in, in into a snow uh, snowbank because that's the proper place for it. Yeah, I just think back to Basher in Ocean's Eleven. You tosses. You had one job. <laughs> one job. <laughs> yes. That's all I hear in the yes. like that is literally what I heard when I walked up and I saw that oh, all covered in rain. Gosh. I just heard I heard Basher's voice in my head and it, it actually helped me not to just lose my ever loving mind. I know. But anyways, thank you to our sponsor. And now the Week in Geek. The Week in Geek. so funky all right well uh to kick things off uh uncle todd's favorite part of the show part he's been studying honing his I, his craft I keep, on. For, I keep hoping that you will forget I, <laughs> I just keep hoping you're gonna forget this segment and then we'll just move on i feel like that unprepared like junior high kid who's like man maybe the teacher will forget that the test is today maybe <laughs> maybe 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 and then they start handing out papers like damn it so I have taken feedback from Uncle Todd, and today's round of five questions uh, are all – there's, there's one that is probably familiar to the two of us, but most of them are uh, fairly unknown to, I think, both of us. So this is an even playing field. Uh, I, have, I have guessed on a few of these. I can tell you already I got a, a few of them wrong. Uh, so I will let you know that this may be an opportunity for you to come back. It's it's really amazing recording with video because <laughs> Uncle Todd is gesturing to me in a rather uh, interesting manner. Uh, I, the old I will stone cold salute. You yes, might say. I was going to say. So the overall score is uh, 2015. Man, they called him up by five. Uh, are you ready, sir, to dive into round six? No, but go right ahead, anyways. All right. Uh, here we go. Question number one. How did General Grievous remain seated in his wheel bike during the fast and bumpy travel? Uh, a, a containment field. B, magnetic panels in the seat. C, he fit into custom cut grooves. Or D, a holding strap. Now, the funny thing is, I and I was planning on mentioning this when we discussed Book of Boba Fett, but on, on an absolute whim and for lack of any other good ideas. Yes. I ended up watching uh, Revenge of the Sith on Friday. Okay. I have thoughts. We'll get to those later. Okay. I can't remember any of that. But, I mean, I'm... The one that kind of intrigues me is is the the seatbelt option. Because, as we've seen, there's none in the Star Wars universe. So, the holding strap or the magnetic panels? The holding strap. The holding strap. Okay, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. All right, because it's, so, your final it's so odd. Oh, why not? I mean, it's not like this matters, anyways. Go right ahead. Yeah, sure. Holding strap. All right. 
Uh, so your answer was D, a holding strap. My answer was C, uh, he fit into custom cut grooves. The correct answer is B, magnetic panels in the seat. B. And how would one know that? Is it actually, because I don't remember seeing it. Um, well, I remember when he jumps onto the wheel bike because it's part of the chase with, with Obi-Wan. Yeah, so Obi-Wan's Obi on, like on the, the dragon chameleon. thing and he's yeah. running after him on the wheel bike or whatever. But I, I don't remember yeah. what exactly happens when he gets in. Because so. I don't remember. That was not a part of the movie that I was like, ooh, hey, he activated some magnetic thingies that like hold his ass, you know, his, <laughs> his metal droids nightmare butt oh to the bike. Gosh. Which doesn't make a lot of sense anyways because it, I don't think that thing was meant for droids. So why would it have magnetic plates? I don't know. They think of everything in this universe from an engineering standpoint. Except seatbelts. Yes. yes. Next. All right. And uh, just give me one second because I just want to make sure I have this up for when you ask the inevitable question. Uh, okay. Why am I doing this podcast still? I ask myself that every every week after during this, during this uh, segment. So I would love to hear the answer for that. All right. Here we go. Uh, question number two. What make of ship is the Invisible Hand? And if you need a hint, I can tell you what the ship the Invisible Hand is. It is from Revenge of the Sith. The Invisible Hand? Yes. I'll, I'll go through the answers and then I'll give you the, the, uh, the, the hint. So A, is it a modified Providence-class carrier destroyer? B, a Defiance-class carrier destroyer? C, modified Lancier-class carrier destroyer? Or D, Tormentor-class carrier destroyer? And as your hint, the Invisible Hand is the ship at the very beginning of the movie that Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, kind of crash land into. And then, and then summarily crash land on Coruscant. <laughs> I got no freaking idea. So I'm going to go with C. So you're going to go with C, Modified Lancer Class Carrier Destroyer? Right. Sure. Why not? Uh, I went with B, Defiance Class Carrier Destroyer. The correct answer is A, a Modified Providence Class Carrier Slash Destroyer. Well, obviously, now that you say it, it makes total sense. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it? No, but look at what you're learning. Does. There's magnetic seat panels. There's something known as a Providence class carrier destroyer. You're learning. Everyone's learning. It's wonderful. All right, number three. Uh, I'm learning. I had no idea about that either. I didn't even know what the invisible hand was until I just looked it up. Number three. Uh, which I've Jedi master? Several ideas, but this is a family show, so I'm not going <laughs> to throw any of them out. Number three, which Jedi Master said he didn't trust Anakin Skywalker? A, Ki Adi Mundi, B, Obi-Wan Kenobi, C, Mace Windu, or D, Yoda? Which Jedi Master said he didn't trust Anakin Skywalker? I'm going with Mace. All right. I think I remember that. That is also what I went with. And the correct answer is Mace Windu. Well done, sir. So, yes, Mace Windu was, was very skeptical of young Anakin pretty much consistently throughout the trilogy. So, uh, By the way, you remember the, the one thing that popped out to me as I was watching that again? Yeah. One thing that's kind of separate from my other thoughts is if you want to talk about cheesy effects, which I'm the, the prequel trilogy, I think, is rife with them. 
the the scene when uh, when Palpatine and Mace Windu are having their lightsaber duel, and like one lightsaber touches the window, and the entire window blows out, <laughs> like a like a video game effect. Yes. Yes. I, I was just like, ooh, wow. Good thing that's a real sturdy window for something that's like 8,000 feet in the air. That brought me back to, I don't know if you remember this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game uh, where like four people could play at the same time. And it was, wasn't it sort of like based off a of Street Fighter? A little bit, but but yeah. that, like that effect you're talking about with the window, when I first saw that, that's exactly what I thought of because that would happen in the video game. You'd hit something and just like this entire panel on on the screen just shattered and you could like go into it it was just like crazy but yeah all right number four uh what did the jedi council ask anakin to do after he was made a member uh a report on the chancellor's actions b lead the battle on kashik c lead the battle on utipa or d take on a padawan a uh and that would be the correct answer so so weird that these are all like revenge of the sith I, questions. I decided I, to I kind of stay local this time and just kind of pick some some ones that were a little, you know, a couple that were familiar, a couple that were, were maybe not so well known because it was like minutia detail sort of thing. Uh, and I also guessed A as well. So we're, we're each two for two or sorry, we've each gotten two correct, two out of four. Uh, last question, number five. How many clone troopers tried to kill Master Yoda after they were given Order 66? A, two. B5, C11, or D1? Two. You are correct, sir. Um, I chose B5, so I missed that one. So Wow. You actually threw one to me. I didn't throw one. I didn't know it. I took a wow. guess because I wasn't sure. So at the end of round six, uh, so this round, uh, Uncle Todd has bested the man they call Tim 3-2 which now brings our score uh, 22 to 18, total overall score. So you actually uh, you, you picked one up on me, my friend. Well done. Well done. Yep, that's the one I'll get. All right. So moving on from Star Wars Red 5. Uh, Thank God. Re- <laughs> Sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> I, decorum, I so con- sir, decorum. <laughs> get so confused with this inner outer monologue thing. I, uh Still, oh still working on it. Still my working goodness. on it. Um, next is uh, just a real quick uh, free range idiocy. You know, we 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 spent some time with fantasy football. Uh, there is oh. actual football championship being played uh, this this evening. We're we're recording in the afternoon, so just figured um, neither of us, I think, are very well steeped in either of these teams. Uh, so just off the cuff, from your gut, sir, uh, L.A. or Cincinnati? Who 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 do you take here? See the funny thing is like, so it, Burrow is is he a first year quarterback or is he like second year? I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, that's, that's I've just, my problem. I know I he's think. like he's like a he's like a new guy. And then on the other side, you're you're rooting for Matt Stafford, which oh, I know it's tough. Like he's one of those guys, much like Philip Rivers, who you're like, yeah, he has fantastic stats. He he has huge games. He has all that, but. You just don't have any kind of confidence that he is going to come through in the clutch. Now, granted, I haven't really been following the NFL much of at all or really that closely for several years. So maybe Matt has has turned a corner. Yep, he's seen the light. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I just think I don't know it. I. 
I'm going to go Bengals in a close game just with some wacky shenanigans because I don't I don't rely on either of these teams. So I know a couple of Bengals fans, you know, much to their, you know, otherwise sterling reputation. They they mm-hmm. happen to be Bengals fans. So I'm I'm hoping for them. I'll, I'll let emotion fully take me up and sweep me up in the moment. And I'll say Bengals. In All a, right. In a do you want to throw a, a quick score out? Just just rough. rough. I estimate? got no freaking idea, dude. None. I'm just going to I'm not. I don't even know what the line is. I don't know nothing. All right. Yeah, I don't know I what the barely, line is either. I barely know quarterbacks' names. I don't even know the I don't even know the coaches involved here, sir. I don't even I couldn't even tell you who's coaching Cincy these days. I'm gonna throw okay, so I'm gonna go Cincinnati as well. My my principle is this when when my team is not in the Super Bowl, I usually default to the team that has not won the championship in the longest period of time, and that would be the Bengals. The Rams coming from St. Louis, they they won in the two thousands. Um, or late nineties, I forget which one, but, uh, late, late nineties, yeah. late nineties. Okay. Yeah. I think it was an after the 99 season. So technically it was 2000. That's well, okay. That's what I thought. It was kind of in that weird zone there. Um, so they've no, had some w- modicum of success, but the Bengals have not. True. Yeah. They, they dodged a bullet by not having San Fran in this. Cause that would have really been rough on, on Bengals fans. Oh yeah. Like we got to go play San, San Fran. <laughs> Again? <laughs> yep. Really? Wasn't two times enough? I know. Wasn't two disappointments enough? No. Nope. Oh. So and, I am going to – I'm pulling for the Bengals. Joe Montana would have been like the honorary captain for <laughs> for the San Francisco 49ers yep. and they managed to pull that off. Like, oh, we're pulling out all the stocks. <laughs> all the stocks. Oh, we're bringing man, Joe out. We're going to wheel him out. Hologram, we're going to have a hologram of John Candy walking next to him because of that story from the oh, Super gosh. Bowl. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're, we're busting it all out. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, here at Free Range Idiocy, we are Bengals, Bengals heavy. So uh, we, we which wish means them- to say congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams on their Super Bowl win. <laughs> which is to say, Matthew Stafford, uh, we'll be sending you our address shortly, so the bourbon can can be uh, shipped post haste. So Matthew Stafford will have 450 yards passing, <laughs> a perfect passer rating. It's all it's all gonna go swing the other way. Is it Super Bowl Although, picks or the kiss of death? What would you call it, sir? I don't know. I mean, on, on the plus side, I think the biggest thing that the Rams have going for them in my mind is that Danny Trejo is a huge LA Rams fan. Oh so okay. I, I kind of feel bad picking against Machete, but I gotta go with my heart. Oh may well maybe they'll wheel him out for the halftime show riding the ranker. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> So awesome. Uh, and speaking of large animals roaming around the world, uh, let's switch over to uh, from, from Look football. Look at you with the segues oh, today. Oh, baby. I, on fire. I wish I could say I planned it, but this one literally just popped into my head. Uh, this week, uh, Uncle Todd actually uh, threw a text my way and, and, and basically has tapped out in terms of his resistance to going to see such uh, – you know, such, such sequel, what, what shall we call it? Sequel. Um, ah, shoot. It's a threequel, isn't it? It's, it's a threequel, but, but it is a, a, yes, it's a threequel. We'll just call it that. <laughs> I was uh, kind of wondering where you're going with that. Well, here. I, I was trying to come up with, with just it being kind of the, the normal tripe that comes with, you know, a really good movie and then making subsequent movies after it. Um, and, Which and is it, actually perfectly fitting with the Jurassic Park Exactly. Franchise as a whole, really. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, One good movie and then two that go, the hell with. Eh? Who, 
what was happening here? But what were your thoughts, sir, on this latest trailer released for Jurassic World Dominion? Uh, if you listened to a few episodes ago when I talked about, you know, does anyone really care about the new Raptor in Jurassic World? I don't. I, I was I was totally against this. <sighs> then I saw the freaking dang commercial or trailer for this one. I am not a huge Jurassic, you know, Jurassic Pratt uh, fan. I, it's just not my thing. I think you've you've gone to the point now of ridiculousness where it's like, oh, yeah, we're totally going to build that park again. Well, then again, actually watching the, the world over the past two years, this is so it actually makes total sense because we are just <laughs> foolish, foolish, foolish creatures. Yep. Uh-huh. But seeing the trailer, I was like, oh, and they had a teaser before this where the, you know, all the dinos are running around. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Here we get, though, Sam Neill, Laura Dern. Jeff Goldblum. I'm like, crap. They're putting the band back together. Fine. Fine. Take my money. Take it. 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 Fine. 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 As Jeff Goldblum says in the original movie, science finds a way. No, it's life. Life finds a way. Oh, whatever. And my money is going to find a way into Jeff Goldblum's pocket, apparently. So... I mean, it looks good. I, I'm still just, I don't dig on the, I'm, I'm, I'm nostalgic for the original cast. It's oh, great yeah. to see, yeah. you know, Laura Dern, uh, you know, back in it because I think, you know, Goldblum was in, I think the last one. He was. Yeah. 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 But Sam Neill hasn't been any of these yep. and just seeing the, just seeing kind of, cause I, I thought that was one of the things about the original Jurassic Park that is very underestimated. I thought there was actually this this really good chemistry between Laura Dern and Sam Neill, mm -hmm. but not in a traditional in a, in the traditional romantic sort of leads kind of way. Yeah, like it was just it was kind of I don't know. It felt like it was more like legit chemistry. Like you see some couples where you're like I don't really get it, but it was kind of works for whatever reason. Yep, I felt like that was them, and so I'm kind of a sucker for that. And I just think Laura Dern is a is a really cool actress, and I just I haven't seen her in a ton of stuff. Um, except for, of course, uh, what was it? Episode eight. And then, of course, that didn't work out too well for her. Or it did work out because then she didn't have to be in episode nine. So maybe the that was a maneuver. <laughs> Which, I mean, granted, badass visual, but it's like, OK, and she's gone. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm probably going to end up going to see it. Who am I kidding? I we you are. Know. Yeah. And yours and your thoughts, sir. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, I, I think what. um. What what is most interesting to me is just the vibe we're getting that it's kind of going in a Planet of the Apes kind of direction. Like I feel like mm. they're they're kind of riding this out, and and I'm wondering if the closure to this latest trilogy of movies is going to be that not so much that humanity can coexist with the dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs essentially kind of take over, and there really isn't any going back at this point. Um, that's that's what it seems like they're leaning towards. I think it'd be kind of an interesting way to end it. Um, not with, not with humanity being wiped out, but just that the world is going to be now an extraordinarily different place because of man's decision to tamper with science and, and, mm. and to, to try to make some, you know, going back to the first movie, like trying to make something for that, that really was probably shouldn't have ever been. Um, and, and through greed and through, you know, just, just other, uh, vices of man it, it has just grown into this you know monster they can't control anymore literally so i think it's kind of an interesting way to go um 
but I don't know, maybe they'll surprise us and they do come to a place where it's kind of like a, a symbiotic or balanced relationship. But, but it seems like the, the dinosaurs aren't going away. That, that seems to be for sure. Um, so it, it'll just, uh, we'll have to just see where they take the story, but, but I think it'd be interesting okay. if they go that way. Yeah. I mean, on, on my, my cynical inner self goes, there's no way they're going to do that. Chris Pratt's going to save the world and everyone's going to go, Oh, so, yeah. wow. We, we all made it. You know, the, the, I just, I have a feeling that's going to be, and I'll be mad. And then, you know, I'll, I'll come on the podcast and rant about it because that's my life. Cause that's and, what we do. We, we yeah, will it, adjudicate. Yeah. Or, or vomit, whatever. <laughs> I mean, one of the two and but I would I really I would actually like to see take it even further. Like I would like to see like just humans eradicated and that that is the mm. end. Almost like the end of that show Dinosaurs. Yeah. Where essentially it was like then the Ice Age was starting and it's like, is everything gonna be all right? Yeah. No. No, yeah. we're all gonna die. And I, I kinda want that ending for this franchise. I think that would be perfect. Is just and and then the dinosaurs ruled the earth. The end. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Maybe, maybe I'm just being far too cynical probably possibly but you know what it's good for ratings just to pause right here for a second so yeah you might want to make note of like i don't know if what i'm seeing on audacity is just the sound of my furnace running but there's just like a lot of like sound the mic is picking up apparently i just i'm not hearing anything all right well let's just keep going um i mean the the one on um the Zencaster one looks okay. I mean, I think there's a little bit of activity going on, but. Well, what do you have as your system default microphone? Oh, crap. I didn't look. I assumed. And you know what happens when we assume. Yeah. So let me see. Because mine shows up. I have my system default set as a Scarlet, and it shows up as Scarlet. Yep. Yeah, it's set to Scarlet. So. Okay. All right. But I just I don't, don't have the pop filter it. up, so I don't know if that's an issue or not. Shouldn't be. All right. Anyways. All right. Well, we can keep going. Okay. All right. Anything else on Jurassic World, my friend? Nah. It'll just be a, a, a nice throwback to the days of yore when Sam Neill and Laura Dern the Earth. ran the hillsides <laughs> <laughs> with a triceratops <laughs> running after them. No, no, it was, it was a Triceratops. It was a sick, remember? And he, the Laura oh, Dern like, right, went, right. No, it was went a like shoulder deep in the in the Triceratops poo. Oh, yes. That was that was great. That's dedication to the job. <laughs> That's that what that is. is. Because I'm guessing I'm guessing that wasn't total fake poo. Anyways. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, moving along uh, from Jurassic World uh, to going out of this world. Uh-huh. See what I did there? Uh, Ahsoka. I did. Ahsoka is uh, another casting, uh, a role being cast has been revealed. Um, Also uh, in this article from HollywoodReporter.com is uh, that they will be starting uh, filming actually in the spring. So production uh, of this this next live action series will go into production then. So I'm guessing we're not going to see Ahsoka probably until early next year. Um, with Mando no, being not, something in the fall, I'm guessing. I would actually say we're probably because Mando, I think, is showing up in the fall, like you say. Yeah. When did they say they're going to sh- they're going to start shooting in the spring? It says the live action series is gearing up to go into production. Um, one second. I thought it said the spring. Wait a minute. Where'd it go? 
Live action series gearing up to go into production. I, I mean, it sounds like soon. It's, it sounds like it's not in production now. Sorry, there isn't a date or anything here. It just says okay. the live action series is gearing up to go in, into production at Lucasfilm and Disney+. Plus. I would have a I would have a hazard a guess that that means we aren't seeing this until next year, right around when Kenobi comes out. Yeah. So oh, we're he, looking here at it is. like here it is. Sorry, it's later in the article. It's due to begin shooting in L.A. at the end of April. Yeah, I mean, and even that feels like a little quick because that's a lot of a lot of TV. Oh yeah, yeah. So man, Mando's may, supposed I mean, to have wrapped, I think, this month or next month. And so that makes sense that it probably won't be till later this year. And if you use the same timeline, then it, then it lines up for next yeah, year. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're they're locking some of these in. Like we're going to get Mando every year right around October. Yeah, because that was when the first one came out, and that's when this past season came out. Right. And then we're gonna. I mean, it sounds like I, it kind of feels like we're going to get another season of Book of Boba Fett. I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. If if for only if only for to have more bleed over of Mando until people really get sick of Mando, yeah. I think that'll be you know or is another another launching point for stuff, right? Which I'm fine with, and as we'll discuss later. But man, it, it, then it I don't think Kenobi is going to be reoccurring. I don't think so either. I think Kenobi is a one and done. Sort so of I thing. would think that that would be the next step. Is to okay, well now we're that's going to be our our new spot to drop in these new things that we know is only going to be one season or something like right. that late spring, early summer kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, cool. And the casting that was announced was, uh, Ray Stevenson, uh, who apparently was in the history channel series Vikings, uh, will be joining the series. Uh, what was interesting about his role while m- the plot details are still secret. We're not entirely sure it has been, uh, it was confirmed, or at least uh, again mentioned this week, that most likely the main antagonist will be Grand Admiral Thrawn, and that Mr. Stevenson will be playing a villain in the series who is an admiral, but it is not going to be Thrawn. So, uh, and you had a you had a theory on this, uh, yeah. So in the trilogy of books, there is a character, a uh, secondary character, who is really the one that we get the perspective of Thrawn from for the most part, because he is. Thrawn second in command, uh, and he is kind of having the interplay with him. Uh, he he's almost like kind of the 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 fool imperial officer who is just kind of throwing out ridiculous things, and Thrawn kind of exp- you know basically through mm. expos- exposition explains why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, and that would yeah, be he's he's Pe- he's there to make uh, make Thrawn look smart exactly. essentially exactly. Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of curious if, uh, I, I know it says he's going to be an admiral. I'm just wondering if they're going to take the Captain Pelion character from the, the book series and maybe, you know, kind of put a twist on him or, or, you know, modify him slightly into an admiral who serves under Thrawn. Um, or he, I mean, he could be an entirely different character, but I thought it'd be kind of interesting if they're going to bring that character in, uh, it, it would be a nice nod to the books. So, yeah. Although if, being an admiral, I wonder if it wouldn't be. The remnants of, because wait a minute, so Mando, this is post-OG trilogy, yeah, pre-Postquil trilogy. Yes. So whatever remnants of the Empire remain before it kind of morphs into the First Order. Correct. I wonder if it, I wonder if it would be a matter of like that, that kind of remnant of the Empire meeting up with Thrawn showing back up. Yeah. And they're kind of being this, you know, 
butting of heads over who who the real empire. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it very well could be. Yeah, and, and that could be another kind of wrinkle in the whole thing is, you know, Thrawn not only dealing with Ahsoka, but dealing with, you know, potentially other remnants who are, you know, because again, in those books, part of it was the 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 remaining warlords of the Empire were, were kind of, you know, fighting for turf, so to speak. So it'll be interesting to see mm. if that's kind of where, you know, the avenue they go down with him. Hmm. Interesting. Indeed. Uh, and then, uh, lastly, uh, and I kind of, I, I don't know, for some reason on Wednesday when I saw this, uh, which was the release date for Kenobi being announced of May 25th of this year, which will be 45 years to the day that the original Star Wars uh, movie was released, uh, mm-hmm. we will have Kenobi uh, debuting on the Disney Blues. I've got um, a bad feeling about this. Indeed. Well, I was kind of hoping since it was announced <laughs> Wednesday that there was going to be like an after credits scene in Book of Boba Fett, which is like the trailer for Kenobi or something like that. I thought maybe they would release a trailer to to kind of go with with the release date announcement. But um, all there is is uh, posters that have been tweeted and retweeted and, and tweeted again, uh, as well as just, uh, af- you know, con- confirmation that it's going to be May 25th. So looking forward to yeah. that. And, uh, Hey, you know, uh, we will, uh, once again, adjudicate and, uh, debate and prognosticate on our, uh, real and jabroni on this, uh, upcoming series. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we have a little bit of Kenobi to look forward to. And more than likely be wrong as hell. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yep. In the immortal words of Bernie Sanders. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. All right. And that's day, I just love that. I love that more than I should. I oh. really do. I although I do have to give you kudos, sir, for for our, our the production of our last uh, uh, episode and and bringing back. No more, Mister Nice Guys. <laughs> That is great. James Callis. I need man. more of that um, in my life. So I need I just need more James Callis in general. I just want him to show up in every I would love to I would love James Callis to show up in like a Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. Especially if Bo Katan is is in the oh, is in the episode. <laughs> yes. And just a very subtle look from from Miss Sackoff of just who are you? Oh yeah. And just then just like no words exchanged, just this quick look of like, I know who you are. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that that'd be fan freaking tastic. Maybe have a cheesy matter. line of like, "Hey, you have any uh, money on you?" It's like I have a star buck. <laughs> that's utterly horrible, dude. Oh, okay. That's that's like that's like sub dad joke. All oh, right, well, God. on on that poor joke and and bad comedy, uh, that my friends is the weekend geek. And this is how the weekend geek dies with a whimper and a horrible joke. <laughs> And Tim spitting all over his desk. <laughs> I almost yes. spit my aha. I did wait for you to take a sip of whatever that is. It is aha sparkling water, lime and watermelon. So- oh, you bougie one, you. <laughs> all of a sudden now, polar seltzer's not good enough. I got to go with what the hipsters and the kids are drinking. No, I think supply chain hit Costco because they didn't have any polar. <laughs> so this is what this is what we can get. So. You got to watch out for those because I so there's a a taco joint up the street from Free Range EDC HQ, which I frequent to, and, and to to a degree where I probably should own stock in this 
venture at this point. Ah. But they they have the aha there. And every, I've, I have had it a couple of times because I've caught myself short on seltzer here mm-hmm. at the office. And I, I if there's one thing I've learned over the past couple of years is I need me my fizzy water. Oh, yeah. And never, I'm, I'm not a fan of the aha because, first of all, there is only one aha, and that is take on me from the 1980s but i'm I'm not a fan of aha because the flavors are so freaking weird it's like rejected flavors from like fruitopia back in the day you remember that stuff oh yeah i yep but they also have like they have a caffeinated version of it do you know that like there's actually like seltzer with caffeine and i've almost grabbed it a couple times and i'm like i i don't need that i don't want my seltzer to be caffeinated that's what my coffee is for wasn't caffeinated yeah, it's yeah. I don't know, but anyway, not a fan of the aha. This flavor does so. To your point, this flavor. Um, I, I'm really kind of drinking this just to get it, you know, kind of done. Um, but uh, <laughs> does, drinking does, it under protest does taste a lot like bubble gum. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's very sweet. It has a very sweet mm-hmm. flavor, and I'm like, ugh. But yeah, it's all right. It's bubbly water. True. Very true. All right. <sighs> well, now on to the main subject at hand, which Made is. Just seeing how absolutely poor our guesses were in terms of what was going to happen in Book of Boba Fett. Indeed. Oh, boy. Oh, but first nearly. of all, I, I you have here on the outline some thoughts on the final episode. Yes. So I will, I will allow you to go first, sir. What do you feel worked? What didn't work? What were your what were your overall thoughts on episode on pardon me chapter seven chapter of seven. the Book of Boba Fett? Uh, no, I I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I don't know that it blew me away in the same way the, you know, you know the last episode of the Mandalorian did, but um, but it wasn't trying to be that, you know, and and I think um, I think what what I uh, well I'll start with what I enjoyed. I, I love the fact we got to see Mando and Boba Fett do some jetpack fighting. Oh, um, that was fantastic! That, yes, that was, that, and it was so well done. It was just it was oh. incredible to watch. Yeah, they totally they shorted the speeder bike, you know, with the mods earlier in the season. Like, yeah, six and chapter six and seven is where we're spending the money. Okay, we now know this is where, where the, we're spending the money. Where the special effects budget has gone. Yes, yes, um, jetpacks and rancors, and and you know what? I'm all good with that. Mm-hmm. I'm all good with it. Yep. Um. Yeah, and I mean, for all intents and purposes, this this whole episode was just one big knockdown, drag them out fight across Mos Espa. Um, to, to really kind of put a nail in the coffin of the, or at least we are led to believe, uh, put the nail in the coffin of the Pike syndicate, um, as well as establish, uh, Boba Fett as the, the, I'm going to say dynamo or, or, or dymo. I think it's more dymo is it's dymo. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and to establish that respect and, and, uh, you know, just in terms of what he was, what he was trying to go for, both in terms of surrounding himself with, in, in a way, a, a family of like-minded individuals, as well as, um, being known as, as the one who will protect most Espa, uh, now that, um, the Pike syndicate has been dealt with. So I thought they did a nice job with that. Um, the Rancor of course was incredible. I mean, we, uh. we got, uh, you know, but merely a, a, a quick, a, a, a quick peek, a, a sneak peek in Return of the Jedi of, of a Rancor and what it is capable of. This show took the Rancor and just brought some some you know amazing depth to it. Went 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 all King Kong uh, as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. With with the you know scaling of the building, um, 
and then uh, so so that was f- phenomenal, and and that was what I was hoping to see, all, you know, done very well was just you know he comes riding in. I just love how he jets off. It's like okay, w- we know what he's going to get when when Boba Fett jets off, and and he, we we know when he comes back what he's going to have. Now I just wish one of the things I wish had happened. I texted this to Uncle Todd. I wish we had a little uh, machete running down oh. the the street wielding a laser machete. <laughs> Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> that would have that would have uh, been so awesome. That would have. That would have. Um but no, it looked it looked really well done. Uh and then of course, you know, the the other big piece to all this was uh you know, the the reuniting of Grogu and uh and Mandalorian and that was done in a mm-hmm. very uh, it, it didn't seem over the top or too ham-fisted. I mean, it, you know, it, it was cool to see him, you know, do the, the little force jump into it, into his arms. And, you know, all, all the while they're being chased by these massive droid, but they have this like, you know, kind of touching moment, you know, kind of reuniting and stuff. And then it goes back to the battle. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, him putting the Rancor to sleep was funny, too. And then apparently that must have taken a lot out of him because he decides to take a nap next to him. So, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, why not, you know? You know? Um, so those are the things that worked well, the, the things that did, oh, and then Cad Bane, of course, um, oh, yeah. w- was great. Now I, I say Cad Bane and in, in what, what worked, what didn't work for me. And I, I'm curious to get your thoughts too, was even though the Pike syndicate has been kind of a part of the season throughout, and we are somewhat familiar with the people from Freetown, uh, you know, from Cobb Vance group, it just felt like the battle emotionally was just not resonating a little bit because it's like, we're, we're just kind of throwing these two groups together at the very end. And I don't know, it just, it, it was hard to feel kind of invested in some of those characters when we're just kind of seeing a couple of them for the first time, you know, and, 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 and interacting and that sort of thing. And so I just, I don't know. And, and then with Cad Bane, um, I don't have a problem with, with, with Fett putting him, you know, putting him away the way that he did. Um, cause I thought it was, you know, somewhat poetic that he, you know, kind of took him out with the gaffy stick, but mm. I do kind of wish they had brought him in maybe earlier in the season and kind of, you know, helped establish him a little bit more as kind of the, you know, the, the bad SOB that he is. Um, I, I, not to say they didn't do a great job of that in episode six, but it was just like episode six, boom, he's here. Episode seven, boom, he's gone, you know? And it just, Mm. the fan in me just wishes we had maybe another episode or two episode or two of him to kind of see that play out. Um, and especially in terms of him and fat, cause I, I just don't know that, you know, I haven't watched all of clone wars, so I don't have a real good frame of reference of any interaction. The two of them had in, in that series. Um, so if they were kind of banking on some of that, maybe that's what I'm missing, but I just felt like it was just, it felt kind of rushed with him and Fett and, and, and whatever the, the beef between the two of them was. So, you know, just some minor things. Um, but I do have a question, uh, I'll stop talking, let you go. Um, but I do have a question at the end, kind of about the Grogu Mando thing, um, just get your thoughts on it. But what, sir, did you like and did not like? Well, to a little bit of detail that I've kind of found out that I, I can't give like firsthand information on, but apparently uh, if you go back to not the Clone Wars that we kind of know and love, like the Dave Filoni-ish mm-hmm. Clone Wars, the the series before that, which was also called Clone Wars, mm. which I guess is slightly confusing. And uh, that, I guess the, the backstory is that uh, Cad Bane trained Mando in being a bounty hunter. 
M- Mando or Boba? I'm sorry, Boba. Boba. Yeah. Okay. So he he was kind of like uh, Boba's mentor in terms of uh, being a bounty hunter, and he's also the reason that Boba Fett has the dent on his mm. helmet. That that Cad Bane is the one who shot him okay. in the helmet and 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 dented the helmet. So that was kind of the background on those two. Now the thing is, I I can see your point about it would have been nice to get Cad Bane earlier in the series. However, I think then you once you introduce a character, and this is one of the things that I think that might have been kind of a weakness of the show, a little. But, I mean, it's also kind of a weakness of, of what Star Wars has been over the years anyways, so mm-hmm. I can't fault it for that. It's just kind of the way that Star Wars is, is that once you introduce a character, you got to have them do stuff. Yeah. You just can't introduce a character and then make them go away for long periods of time without an explanation. You got to have, once you have them in the mix, they got to stay in the mix. Otherwise, it just becomes a thread that you dropped and, oh, crap, we got to pick that up right, and bring them back. Right. And then you got to figure out a reason why why they've been away and, and why you brought them back. Yeah. You're already working with quite a few characters and you already are dealing with all the Mando stuff. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, really, even though this is more fleshing out, you know, Boba Fett's story arc and all that, this really was kind of, it It ended up being Mando season 2.5, mm-hmm. you know, undercover, which is fine. I, I'm fine with that. Like I, like I said last episode, we didn't even know we were freaking getting this. So I'm, I'm fine with whatever I got. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that it would have been nice. It would have been nice if he gets away. But then at the same time, there's all these people complaining about, oh, Boba's such a wimp now. He's not. He's a badass. And blah, 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 blah. Forget the fact that in the OG trilogy, the dude gets jobbed out by a by a freaking pogo stick that Han Solo's <laughs> swinging around blind. <laughs> How much of a badass are you really when that right, happens? Right. You know, or whatever the hell he was. He hit him with. But, you know, but you you have to have him take out take out Cad Bane. Now, the thing is, if I do remember, though, at the end when they're showing Cad and they were very specific to make sure they showed Cad Bane lay, laying there on the ground. Mm-hmm. And there's that little light on his right. on his suit. Yes. Blinking. And you hear a little beep, beep. And they hold on that for a, a few seconds. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's an accident. I think that we have we have not seen the last of Cad Bane. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my thought. But you have to make it – he has to take him out at the end of the show. So you're not going to have him hanging around. I think it was a just about right. And I think it was more of the kind of thing where you – almost like how Marvel introduces characters and stuff like that. You have to just trust that people are going to understand mm. through the visual language and the way that the story is told. Like, oh, this is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is a bad, bad dude. And then the people who actually know the character – are going to be the ones freaking out and, and like, oh my gosh, this is the guy, blah, 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 blah. and they'll know all the backstory. Yeah. But I think there was enough there that you got the picture that like, oh, wow, so this is the guy who's been there kind of in the shadows the whole time, and or he's the guy they called in to really put them over the top. I think it worked. I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. I can get your point, but I, I yeah. still think it's just like, it is what it is. You just got to be, you know. Do you think it would have been a little more emotionally satisfying if because i did find i i thought it was uh, you know a good way for them to bring things full circle with you know the pikes basically admitting to you know taking out the tuscans that you know that fett was a part of um Mm -hmm. i was kind of thinking it it would have been interesting if they had sent bane to do that 
Um, and that it was Bane that had, you know, kind of set up the, the, the misdirection for it being the biker gang. Um, but at least that way you have that kind of emotional thread to pull on where it's like, okay, cause it just felt so weird. It's like, you know, as, as the leader of the Pike said it best, it's like, you know, in, in Fett's mind, this is a closed issue now. You know, he, he took out the biker gang, he's gotten his vengeance. So it also felt kind of weird, like for Cad Bane to come in and be like, oh, well, the Pikes took, you know, took them out, not, you know, the, the biker gang. It's like, but, you know, I get he was messing with them, but at the same time, it's like, I just felt it would have done a, you know, it would have been more in line with Bane's character to be the one who carried it out. And then the one that revealed that he was the one that carried it out to, to kind of bring it as, as a true full circle sort of vengeance thing for him, you know, where it just feels like he's kind of the guy passing along, you know, the note in class and then getting pummeled for it afterwards, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I also get the, get the fact that, you know, we've seen several times in, in this story mm-hmm. and in the way that, you know, Boba has grown through this story that him being emotional. Yeah don't work like mm. when he was when he's first out with the the sand people and trying to fight he's getting emotional and that's why he's getting his tail kicked because yeah. the other dude isn't emotional about it right and then he's he's getting emotional when he sees cad bane the first time and 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 fennec shan has to talk him down off of it right right you know and and the times when he's gotten emotional it hasn't gone gone well for him yeah so i think that was further cad bane trying to push him to that place and showing that he he didn't necessarily get let his emotions get the better of him. Yeah, no, that's so that's fair. I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know, what else? I, I could totally like? see it as a as a sticking point. I mean, I I loved all the stuff that you loved. I thought the 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 people who were talking about oh Boba's he's not this and he's not that and and not taking into account that like Boba's old and you know the Sarlacc pit's going to take a little bit out of you mm-hmm. and he's been roaming around that like you know maybe it's just getting older myself. Like you start to understand, like he ain't a young bounty hunter no more folks, you know, (laughs) but then seeing him like come to Mando's rescue and Mm. like the knee rockets and all like just all of the glory of Boba Fett just coming out. And you're like, you know, it's almost like you're watching an old, like you're watching wrestling now. Yeah. And like, one of the, one of the old guys comes out and you get the, you still got it. Right. right. You know? And it's like, there it is. Like, this is the Boba Fett you wanted folks. And I'm sure there's people who have a problem with that because they're just like, oh, well, because, you know, Star Wars fans got a problem with everything. (laughs) So I'm sure there's something to that. But to me, it was like, yes, this is Boba being a badass and he's coming to Mando's rescue. Yeah. And and, and all of that coming around full circle. And I just I thought it was great. I love the rancor. Um, I I like the interaction. You, You got a little bit more of the mods. Mm. Um, you know, you yep. got a little bit more of them. And I mean, then of course, uh, oh, what's her face? Um, I can't remember the character's name, Amy Sedaris's character. Oh yeah. I forget her name too. Shoot. Yeah. She's great. And then, and then also the, the mayor's major domo, like their interactions yep. and, and all of that, all like him walking out with a thing like, Oh, I'm going to go settle this. And, and on obviously not having read what Boba wrote, which I mean, <laughs> Bobo is apparently a speed typer because he he wrote all that out pretty quick, and and you know there was a lot there, and and getting to that last, uh, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> was like, yeah. Oh, it was great. It was great. Watching and then, of his course, face jet- drop was hysterical. Yeah, the jetpacks was great. I really like the fact that they they did the Grogu Mando reunion. Mm-hmm. 
in action. So it did not weigh it like it was like you couldn't let it weigh down. You couldn't yeah. let it get too sicky sweet and all that because we're getting chased by this these droids and and you know that have shields and we we, we I can't get too involved in this. I felt it kept things just right. Yeah. Um man, I just I really enjoyed it. I I was, you know, that is there things that I kind of wish might have happened? Sure, but overall for a show that I did not expect to ever get. I, I think it I think it did a great job. I think it walked the line of, you know, all the fans who were like, oh, well, now I don't I don't like Boba as much because now he was always so mysterious. So that made him cool. It's like there's still some mystery like that. That idea of having Mando come in and kind of have a couple of Mando episodes avoids you learning too, too much about this guy. Like yeah. he's still somewhat mysterious. Yeah. You know, and this idea like you you kind of don't understand what his angle is, except that you kind of do like mm-hmm. he's just a guy who's who he's tired of you know it's almost like people who are running their own business and i say this as someone who runs his own business <laughs> like there's you just get tired of of working for chowder heads yeah you know and yeah. it's it's not like every job like every boss is horrible every company's horrible or that but if you work long enough right unless you just work for one company your entire life mm-hmm. you work for a bunch of different places a bunch of different bosses a bunch of different managers and you're bound to, through the process of you know mathematics, yeah. law of averages, you are bound to come across some just unbearably foolish schmucks yeah. that you have to take orders from. And you're like, I would rather not have insurance and all of the other things. I would just rather take orders for myself. I'm tired yeah. of, of answering to these people. And you just and it, it's kind of that same sort of thing. Like he doesn't need an angle. He's just tired of being sent off into these situations. And he just I'm going into business for myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I I kind of get that. And I I do like there's there's still a little bit of mystery. He is he is at the at the end of the day still a man of honor. Yeah. Um, I did not see all three families. Uh, turning on him. Oh, that's which, a great. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, that was. I was waiting for the dog, the the jowly guys, to the bulldogs there to go after him. I didn't expect all three of them. And yeah. then the very end, when when Fennec Shand is taken out, everybody. Oh yeah. I all they needed to do is like flash to Boba Fett in a cathedral, like <laughs> I renounce him. I renounce him. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and then at the end, like today, I have settled all Tatooine business. You know, it's just like. Okay, now everybody yeah. did. Like he just took out everything. Damn. Okay. Well, and 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 it cements Fennec's, you know, status as as if we needed it to be further cemented, mm-hmm. but it just cemented her status as being this really ruthless and lethal, you know, master uh, assassin, you know, like Yeah, cuz that was cold. Like that was not that's not your normal Star Wars nope. like you know, stormtroopers getting nicked by a laser beam and they just fall. Like that was like hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mayor gets strung up and then you see his feet twitching there. Yeah. In the frame. I'm like, wow, okay. So we're heading there, huh? All right. Well, and and I you know, it was interesting. I, I thought they were gonna go to kind of a dark place with Chrysanta because when you see you know, and 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 this and I'll get into where, you know, one of my Oh, you mean when he ripped the dude in half? <laughs> well, no, not 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 when he ripped him in half, but when he was, you know, kind of at his post, uh, as Fennec was kind of going through where everyone was, and you start to see oh, all yeah, the Trandoshans, yeah. and there's like, you know, five to ten of them, and they all mm-hmm. have blades, and they all just kind of dive on him. I'm like, man, that's that's pretty dark. If that's where, you know, if he's done, you know, yeah. that, that that was a pretty dark way for him to go, but understandable given the story because of what you you know this this 
back and forth that the, the Wookiees have with the Trandoshans and what he did in, in the, uh, in the bar. Um, mm. however, you know, in true wrestling fashion, you know, he, 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 he's selling like a champ when he comes, when he comes back. I mean, he's, he's showing that he suffered, you know, you, you see yep. the gashes all over his body. So he, he didn't get out of it, you know, without taking a loss. And then he's just kind of limping his way along. Um, it was just kind of an interesting, you know, just an interesting way to frame his character. Cause he had been up to that point, this unstoppable, you know, just mm-hmm. warrior. And, and he's still a very, you know, you, you don't lose any, any, uh, uh, you, your your view of him doesn't get worse. It it, it only no, no, increases. No, no, he keeps because, his heat. Yeah, he keeps his heat because he keeps going. Um, yeah, they protected him really well. Like he manages yeah. to get his heat back, and you know, oh, yeah, yeah. So I I just thought that was that was a really interesting sort of take on him, where he went from being this like, I mean, he's again, he still is lethal, but it's just they they kind of humanized him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yes. So totally get you. Totally get you. Um, so then the, oh, so the last thing I wanted to kind of ask you about was, and, and I've kind of changed a little bit since I texted you on Wednesday, because when, when, we, when we watched it Wednesday and, you know, it ends, I'm just kind of sitting there like, did they somehow cheapen the season two finale for Mando by doing the reunion now? You know what I mean? Like in my head. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. I was thinking okay, maybe they'll work up to a reunion like mid-season three or something like that. Mm-hmm. And thinking that, okay, his path is he's going to go get trained by Luke. He's going to, you know, learn the ways of the Force. And 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 at some point down the line, the two of them are going to get back, you know, find their way back to each other where Mando, it's almost like the reverse, where rather than him needing Mando, Mando needs him now, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was really surprised when they when i mean i think we were all surprised when we had a couple episodes with luke and when we saw him and grogu together and then and then you know and then the decision uh you know i'm going to take my uh i'm going to take my talents to tatooine um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and luke luke is luke is not coming off great in this series cuz he's like oh yeah i ain't even give you a ride r2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know r2 r2 buttles him uh basically yeah. too Dude, and R- what is R two thinking? Like, I'm not the bus. I know. Like, send him, send him to commercial. Like, Mando flew commercial. How come you? How come this little green guy can't? If coach is good enough for Mando, it's good enough for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One thing I will say about the Luke thing because I know we kind of ragged on him last episode or two episodes ago, but thinking about his his arc, you know, leading into Return of the Jedi and then beyond that. I actually don't think it's it's totally out of character, though, for him to put that decision to Grogu because of the fact of what he went through himself. Like, he bears the scars of a man who, because of his attachments, ended up trying to do good for his friends and put them in a worse situation than they started out in because of his involvement. And I'm wondering if he sees the same sort of thing with his his student, where it's like he's very attached to this to this Mandalorian. I'll, I'll give him the choice. He, he can stay with me and keep training. He can go with him. No harm, no foul. But at least when he goes there, you know, he, he's not, you know, trained up in any sort of way where he could do, you know, a lot of harm. Now, I don't know if they're going to still, I've, I've read some articles that have been postulating that Grogu could become, you know, more of a villain character because of, um, you know, uh, not being trained and not having control over it. But I, I just found it kind of interesting and, and, was curious your thoughts. 
uh, in reference to what you were just talking about with Luke, I can I can see that point. However, I wonder how much of it is that, or if it's going back to his father, and and yeah. seeing where Anakin wound up because of his emotional attachments. Because right. I think that there's there's much more of an example there. However, of course, that comes down to just how much Luke knows mm. about his father, and and how much because I mean we see so what it, it's it's episode. It's Return of the Jedi when when Ben no longer is appearing to him, right? Uh, yes. Or oh no 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 that's 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 in the oh the books is, the books yeah that's in the books that's yeah. right heir to the Empire those books okay right. that's right. right like Ben eventually does not appear to him anymore I wonder how much of that is like like Obi Wan kind of you know Force Ghost being all right have a seat I got to tell you a few things about your dad. Because right. I'm guessing that Obi-Wan at some point is going to be like, I can't really get around this. And everybody else who would know anything about this is dead. Mm-hmm. So let me holler at you for a minute about dear old dad and how that went. And, you know, here's here's a great lesson of what you shouldn't do. Right. Sort of right. thing. Um, uh, going back to what you're saying about uh, does it kind of devalue the end of Mando season two? I will retort by posing my own question. Mm-hmm. Does Rocky three devalue Rocky one and two because now Apollo is on Rocky's side? Mm. Does it lessen what Rocky managed to do and overcome in order to to go the distance with Apollo and then beat Apollo if then Apollo ends up being the one to train him? Or is it just a natural part of that character's story arc? I, I think it's what you just said. The, 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 the last one, it, it's a natural okay. journey of, of the character. Um, I and that's it- how I feel about, about Grogu making this decision. And because the other part is like what you're saying about thinking it's going to happen mid season, mm-hmm. you know, season three of Mando, that's all headcanon dude. Like that's sure, that, sure. like there was never any reliable information about that's what they're going to, that was people just speculating. And right. as we've seen with these real or jabroni episodes, oh, yes. speculation is very rarely correct. Right. Because as fans, we start imagining these things that sound great in our head, but people who do this for a living, you know, in most cases actually go, well, here's the reasons why that don't work. Yeah. Oh, you mean there's production costs and there's this and there's that and there's what what IP we own and all of these other things and oh and what are we setting up and what what else is moving around that nobody knows about right, right. we we miss those things so that's why I don't think it it devalues it I think it makes it much more interesting about now okay what is the story for season three right and and certainly and I've come around to it like I said after kind of chewing on it for a few days I what I what I think will be interesting going forward is up to this point, what we all kind of know, or, or at least the, the rules of the universe that have been established are now that, you know, it's established, you know, he, he is a force user and that sort of thing. Like what, where does that leave him without training? Right. Cause Ahsoka said what she said back in season two, which led mm-hmm. him to get, you know, which led him to getting him to eventually Luke and for Luke to train him. So now that he's not, now that he's back with, with the Mandalorian, that's great. But where does that leave him in terms of that ability? Like, is it just the ability goes dormant mm. or he just has enough control that he uses it in the way he did, like in this last episode where he puts, you know, the ranker to sleep or he does something else? 
Or does it lead to kind of an Anakin kind of a, a journey where because of his attachments, he becomes more and more reckless and actually, you know, so no matter how cute he is and, and, and how great that relationship is between the two of them, he's eventually going to go down a dark path because he can't control mm-hmm. his emotions and that sort of, and he can't control the power he has. So I, it's kind of an interesting question, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, fair. I kind of assumed that he was just on this track with Luke to get trained and be trained once he's done his training, then to get back together with Mando, but that's totally headcanon, not, you know, it, it was never written down or on, on a tablet anywhere. Um, but, uh, but that, yeah, that was just where I was kind of coming from. Well, I think that they did cover their butt from a story point of view in, in a very economical way, which I thought was great. Yeah. And you know, and also in the origin, because he was he was at the Jedi Temple during Order sixty six, so he was a youngling. He was a you know he was obviously not a Padawan yet, or you know that far, but he was he was a young Jedi, you know, Force user. Mm-hmm. And when Luke was talking about training him, he said it was more about he was uncovering or awakening or remembering than actually training yeah it wasn't so much about oh i have to train him from scratch it's like he he knows this he's just he is he has blocked all this out mm. because of the trauma that he's gone through yeah so they they did leave a door open there where he could you know uncover more of his training yeah as as it goes along now i think the other interesting thing is i do i do like the idea that Luke doesn't seem like he's going to be a central character mm-hmm. in Grogu's journey. I, I am I'm good with that because I don't yeah. know how much more of Luke I want tied into that. Yeah. You know? Right. I think it what it does open the door for is maybe encountering some other Jedi. Yeah. Right. And and right. somehow that playing into into Grogu's remembrance or whatever. Yeah. Um I mean it could be. It could definitely be. Um however, that also strikes me as one of those things that becomes a a, a very short arc and not like an a, a long arc like you start to see maybe grogu starts wandering to the dark side and then comes back yeah i don't see it becoming like oh and now grogu is the villain like i don't see them taking baby yoda and going like "Ooh, here is the most marketable piece of star wars merchandise <laughs> we have ever had i know let's turn him heel. Right. You know, like right. just, and, and again, I, I, I always, I always wonder how much of this like wrestling reference references that we use just in natural, like conversation about story actually come through, Yeah, but you're not going to turn him into a bad guy. Like for the simple reason, it's the, the John Cena why- phenomenon, right? I mean, you, you yeah. don't turn Cena heel because he's your most popular, you know, face and everyone loves him. Right. Yeah. But, but the thing is like you, you're also selling a buttload of t-shirts, right? Like, you don't right. turn, someone bad until they've played out the merch that and the money that you can draw off of that off of them being a good guy you don't turn them bad until it's like all right well we can probably sell more merchandise if they're a bad guy you ain't gonna sell more grogu merchandise if he's a bad guy <laughs> like the money in grogu is still coming in so they're not gonna turn him bad they might hint at it but they're not gonna like full-on like oh he's got a red little lightsaber now yeah. oh we know he's a bad guy right I don't think so. I really don't think so. And 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 also kind of just to tie this up because I was I remember we had talked about Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And and you had mentioned it as the as the shining example of how the prequel the prequel movies could be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Because that's the shining example of episode 3. Man, I'm going to tell you right now. Yes. No. 
No. And people who, who, who complain about, oh, well, Star Wars is just gone. Disney has ruined Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, shut up. You know, some of this stuff has always been a little bit mechanical, a little bit just 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 admit like these aren't genius movies. And then the rest is just trash. Like they're good movies mm-hmm. They're and, and they're adventure movies and they're exciting and, and they pull you in. And yes, you love the characters and this and that. But, but at the end of the day, it's space magic and laser swords and a, and like a dude who is like a, like the most powerful Jedi ever being turned in like th- um, 30 seconds. Like the, when it comes down to it, like Palpatine is just like, join me. Yes, master. Like what? Wait a minute. What? What? Wait, wait, but, but, like give it oh but like deliberation yeah a little bit but it's just over like that i'm like okay like obviously we we have we have poorly managed our time that we have to like make this happen that quick in this movie in order so it's just one of those exam and that and that and the final scene mm-hmm. the the not the final scene the the final fight yeah like okay fine like they're zipping around and all the lava and all that stuff and uh, that's great and then it finally comes to like Obi-Wan like jumps off his little hoverboard onto the onto the shore by the lava river. And now the fight's over. I've got the high ground. There's there's nothing you could possibly do. I'm like the crap. No one ever else no one else ever seen the Princess Bride? Like I mean seriously, like this this sort of fight can continue. Like just because you're like a foot and a half, 2 feet taller than him doesn't mean that it's over. Yeah. Except for the fact that, you know, then Anakin's like and somehow Obi-Wan cuts off both of his legs and an arm mm-hmm. in like one cut, which I'm like, the physics on that don't really work out too well. But, you know, and then and then, hey, just leave your friend there. Don't put him out of his misery or anything. Don't finish him off. Just let him catch on fire and become a crispy critter. Like, OK. Right. Sure. Perfect. Great. I, yeah. OK. No, no. These movies have always had their faults. There's always been plot holes and all this stuff like just i do have a rebuttal to the revenge of the sith stuff but i don't know that we have time to get into it so okay maybe that'll be another episode but i just (laughs) my point being like before people start crapping all over i disagree with a few of your points but i will uh, let it go i'm sure that you do (laughs) sure that you do and you know what you will not be the first and you will not be Uh, the last all right yeah, so overall the season, I would say, you know, looking back on it as a whole was was really well done. I, I, I liked the way they kind of told the story of those years after the Sarlacc pit for him and, and what that kind of did to him and then how that led to the actions and what we see in the present day uh, and then how that, you know, essentially got him and Fennec into a position now with their group to – uh, basically be the uh, police, so to speak, or, or or the caretakers, if you will, of Mos Espa. So I I, I, I like the journey they sent him on. Um, I'll, I'd be interested to see if they do a second season. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, I do think, um, and we'll get into this when we get into the uh, real and jabroni, but I do think this, this season and this show really cemented for me why Boba Fett works better in this context than in its own movie. Um, and, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit why later on, but anyways, I was happy with it, really enjoyed it and, uh, hope they, yeah, hope they continue it forward. I as well. I'm happy and I hope they continue it forward. If nothing else, I want more of Danny Trejo, Rancor, (laughs) Rancor, Wrangler. (laughs) Maybe that should be the series that replaces Rangers of the New Republic. It should be Rancor, Wrangler. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It would be, you know what? I want like the Star Wars version of like, uh. 
like Mutual of Omaha, you know, <laughs> Animal Planet thing and hosted by Danny Trejo just talking about these weird sci-fi animals. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yep. I'm Then again, it's like I, I anything with Danny Trejo, I'm good. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, shall we get to the uh, tabulation? Oh, why not? Let's let's see how how much this hurts. So I got to be honest, uh, as as the, as the one who kind of put a lot of these together, I am very disappointed in myself that I didn't think of such things as, you know, Cobb Vanth coming back. Um, mm. Now, what was funny is, and we'll get to this, we did have an Ahsoka question and we all nixed that one because <laughs> we, we thought, of course, that, that can't happen. Why, why would that happen in a bounty hunter show, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and then we have like two episodes or, or one solid episode of, of Ahsoka and Luke together. So, yeah. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, this this was a rough one, uh, both in terms of the the speculation. Well, I noticed that you think it is because you got like the first like three wrong here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, so you I were, not you the were... first three. I got them right. Oh, no, you got. Well, the first. OK, so two out of the first three. I just noticed. There we go. There we go. When you get to question four, it's it's even, Stephen. It's about two for four at that point. But okay, uh, anywho. But we'll kind of walk through these and and and, uh, and and chat about either a the absolute absurdity of the speculation or <laughs> or the absurdity of our thought process and the yes. absurdity of our thought process exactly. And of course, we will be scoring our junior division uh, as as our our uh, our respective children have uh, weighed in as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, we'll, we shall see how they did. All right. So just walking through these, um, first one, Fett survived the Sarlacc via jetpack. That is a jabroni. Uh, and I believe, uh, most of us had it, uh, had it as that, except, uh, I think TJ put the reel for that. So, mm-hmm. uh, he got dinged on that one. Um, number two, uh, the Tuscan Raiders say Fett from the Sarlacc. That was also jabroni. Uh, mm-hmm. I fell for that as did Kalen uh, and Jackson, but you and TJ uh, held firm in your uh, skepticism of such an event taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, our third one, something killed the Sarlacc and allowed Fett to escape. Uh, that, of course, was Jabroni as well. The Sarlacc mm-hmm. was dormant, yeah. and Fett burned his way out somehow. And all the kids got that one right, and we were the two morons going real. <laughs> That's fantastic. Let the games begin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They are in, smarter in what, than we. In what should have been seen as like the most obvious way this was going to go, that uh, now it's going to be an early lead and we're just never coming back. Yeah. The kids are going to take this one. Yeah, basically. Um, the next one, uh, we see how Fett saved Fennec's life. That was the real. Mm-hmm. We did see that. Uh, and we all put down the reel for that. I mean, that that was kind of a, a that was a low hanging fruit. You know, I mean, we 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 had to figure we would see how she, you know, kind of came into his life and how that all happened. And it, and it confirmed what we thought at, during season one, if that was really Fett that kind of walked up to her or not. So mm. so that was kind of cool to see that story woven together and, and, and how that led to their uh, partnership. Uh, and then number five of our first section here. Um, the Jawas saved Boba from the Sarlacc pit in an unselfish moment. And that was uh, uh, our, our, our basically the, you know, I, I I wish I put one in here that was like the Jawas will be established as the Amazon prime of uh, Tatooine. (laughs) And they're fuzzy. And And they're they're furry. (laughs) 
<laughs> which I didn't need to. I didn't really need that. Didn't no. really need to know that. But hey, no. you know. But they they did not save Boba, and uh, we all uh, we all put jabroni on this, so got that one correct. So that that was the first section of questions on not quite dead yet. The next section we called "Man of the People." Uh, this this was where I think I went a little crazy on the Tuscan Raider theories. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you were you were you were bullish on oh, Tuscan Raiders, man. Well, but. I feel vindicated because of the first, you know, quarter, if not half of the series was dedicated to them. So, uh, so there was Just something, none to of the it. stuff that you predicted was correct. Well, there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Tuscan Raiders sold Boba's armor to the Jawas to fund his recovery. We know that's jabroni. The Jawas basically, basically encountered it. Actually, all right, wait, I can go back to number five for a minute. So I say the, the Jawas... The Jawas just rolled him. They out and out just <laughs> rolled him. Like, I'm just saying, here, do you want this? you want this? Hey! I wrote the Jawas saved him from the Sarlacc pit in an unselfish moment, and instead they literally ripped his armor off of him and left him oh, for yeah. dead. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that was that was a, a major miscalculation on my part in that speculation. What would have been great is if if when they when the Jawas were were you know getting all the stuff from Mando to to fix the Naboo starfighter, yeah. if one of them still had like one small piece of Boba's armor, <laughs> and Mando's like, "Hey, where'd you get this?" <laughs> they run off with right, it. Right. Uh, I'm that gonna, would have been. I'm nice. gonna let myself out the back door. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All right, number seven, uh, Fett's possession of the gaffy stick is due to earning the respect of the Tusken Raiders, and they're giving it to him. Uh, I Oof, put the real yeah. on this one, uh, mm-hmm. or, or I guess the real, but the answer is the real, that we, we see that he did earn the respect, and they did put him through kind of their own, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, ritual uh, to basically uh, give that to him. Uh, so I had that, Kalen had that, and Jackson had that, and then uh, you and TJ put Jabroni um, mm. on that one. So uh, next one, the Tuscan Raiders are in bondage to the underworld cartels. And yeah, this is where the man they called him went way off the rails with the underworld and the Tuscans. So yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. literally no link between the two of them other than, well, one of the cartels was running a train through the desert and shooting at them, apparently. So. So we did get a good train heist out of the whole uh, deal, but uh, we did not even close on this one. Uh, I believe we all did jabroni. I think TJ went the reel on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that one. And then number nine, the last one of this section, Fett's actions throughout the series are to repay the Tuscans for saving his life. So I put jabroni on this, uh, even though I guessed it was the reel, and everyone did jabroni as well. So they got it correct. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't feel I was far off on this one because the Tuscans do kind of hang over a lot of what goes on with Fett. You know, like a lot of what drives him is his experience with them. I don't think he's repaying them for anything. He, you know, they didn't save his life, first of all. But second of all, um, you know, I think it's more the experience of being with them is what changed him as a character and what drove him to do what he was doing in the present day, which was to become this, this Dymo and, and to, to build his own kind of family, if you will, uh, to, to kind of support that. So, uh, so the Tuscans do kind of loom over all that because that is what drove him in that direction. But I would not say that he was repaid or he was repaying them for anything. Um, no, I would actually go the other direction. I would say that he has some guilt because if he had not involved himself or he had not pushed them to take out the train, mm. 
then those Tuscan Raiders would have still been around. Like True. The, the Pikes probably would have left them alone because they were they were fine just where they were. Or everything was over time. Was the Pikes would have just picked them off slowly. I mean, we we saw they were picking them off with the train height with the train flying by. True, but it was it led to a direct wiping out of yeah. the of the entire tribe in one fell swoop. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I think I think Fett kind of knew, like, oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, next section we called "Man on a Mission." Um, again, wildly wrong on all counts. Uh, on this one, I think we got one. <laughs> yeah, one of these. Let's see, one, two, three, four. There were six in this section. One of them was the real. Everything else was the jabroni. So. Yep. <sighs> so Fett. Actually, one of these we might want to talk about because maybe I mistakenly put it as the real. But let's just talk through it. Um, number ten. Uh, Fett will walk through a checklist of vengeance, Kill Bill style. Uh, I think we all went the real on this. That was the jabroni. He did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one. Fett will play rival cartels against each other to achieve his end game. That was Jabroni because he cool. he did get their cooperation or tried to, but it wasn't to. At no time was he the Don Corleone, which was very clear. No. In fact, no, he was he, much more sunny in this oh, one. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he was. So uh, on this one, uh, once again, uh, I think our well, actually J- Jackson put the real. You and I put the real on this one, uh, but Kalen and TJ went the Jabroni. Uh, on, on that one. So he, he did not play the cartels against each other. He, he was played, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, here's number 12. Uh, and tell me what you think. Fett wants to be a crime lord, albeit different from Jabba. So I put the real on this one because he is trying to be something different than what Jabba was. But then I'm just not sure, is he still a crime lord or not? I don't know, because I don't know that they've established exactly what the role of the Daimo is. Like, the Daimo right. is definitely is definitely a protector or a, uh, not really a protector, but is, is owns mm-hmm. a certain piece of turf. Right. And that supposedly the mayor serves at the, at the pleasure of the Daimo. Right. However, it, it does not seem like it is an elected position. No. <laughs> it does not seem like it is, it is really a, a position that is, hundred percent above boards in most cases. Yeah. So I would say by definition, it is a crime lord. Okay. So you think my labeling this the real was accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, you and I put the jabroni on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kalen and Jackson went the real. TJ went the jabroni as well. So. Yeah. Uh, and then number 13, Fett is trying to capitalize on an opportunity that Jabba and Bibb squandered. So I put this as the jabroni, but do you think that is, could, could it be the real? Because uh, you, you could make an argument that just taking over for Bib was him taking, you know, that, that position of what he, what Bib and Jabba were and trying to do something more productive with it. Yeah. But it sounds like Jabba and Bib also were okay with the spice trade. Yeah. And that Boba isn't. So if anything, he's actually turning down. He, I mean, in, in many ways, actually, Boba is kind of being Don Corleone. Right. He isn't being Michael Corleone is who he's not being. Yeah. He's Don Corleone where he's like, uh, I don't want to mess with this stuff so long as your interests don't interfere right. with mine. You know, that sort of thing. Yep. That's That seemed much more Boba and, and uh, I mean, uh, Jabba and Bib, but uh, not so much Boba. Yeah. I would agree. So that's the jabroni. Uh, we all 
all five of us did the reel on this one, so we we tanked yep. on that one. Uh, in number 14, we find out Bib Fortuna could have saved Fett from the Sarlacc pit, but left him to die. Uh, myself and Jackson were the only two that bought that one hook, line, and sinker. Uh, everyone mm-hmm. else was wise to the jabroni. Uh, number 15, uh, Fett and Fennec will battle with Crimson Dawn. This was one oh, I was, boy. Uh, this was one I, 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 I don't want to say I was it, like, I'm not disappointed with the series for not going down that road, but I, I am a little disappointed. We didn't latch on to kind of a major organization that was established in solo and kind of had that be the thing that was influencing things now. You know what I mean? I thought that would have been kind of a neat tie in, but mm. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I think if anything, they maybe they're saving that for the Lando show. Could be. Or maybe if they do a season two, maybe the Pike Syndicate wasn't really, you know, the one in, in control that they were kind of taking orders from another group, you know. Um, mm. So it, Crimson Although Dawn still also, is in play. Well, you're also then again, when you think about it, Crimson Dawn would have been how many years before this? Because yeah. Solo takes place before episode four. Sure. And, I mean a ways before episode four that's an awful long time for a you know crime syndicate to hang around no. so i don't know very true uh most of us went the real on this one i yep. uh, know it was jabroni except for jackson uh how in the hell did i just make such a great case for, against that and yet i said real on this how did how did i just do that i don't know i think <laughs> i might have talked you into it you blame Probably. me Blame okay, me. that's I'm totally down with that. Ah, and now we get to the section. <laughs> Good lord, what was I thinking? <laughs> Sweet sassy molassy. All right, we call this "Now You See Me, Now You Don't." This is about what characters will appear. So, you know, we were kind of in the camp of wanting to see the de-aged Han Solo in this one. That did not happen. Uh, Han Solo will make an appearance. He did not. That is Jabroni. Uh, I think we all put Jabroni, uh, except for TJ. He put real. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, the next one, uh, this is kind of tied to Crimson Dawn. So Kira, uh, mm. which is uh, M- Emily. Oh, gosh. What is her name from Game of Thrones? I, I can't think of it. Uh, let me just look it up real quick. You and your Game of Thrones. I think it was Emily Clark. No. Sure. Why not? Hold on. Take the last train to Clarkson. Uh, no, no, that isn't. I'm the, sorry, the Emily song, Clark. No, 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 son. Just Emily Clark. Okay. Uh, or Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. My fault. Um, she. Wow. Played, I'm she so played. glad that we went on like the journey to find that tidbit of information. I'm, I'm trying to be our... thorough and <laughs> factual. You're trying. You're trying to di- you're trying to distract from just how poorly we both did on this. Oh, is what you're gosh. doing. No kidding. Uh, so Kira will make an appearance as the head of Crimson Dawn. Uh, most of us said the real on this. Uh, Oof, it is yeah. Jabroni. Uh, Jackson also said Jabroni for that. So he got that one. Now, here's one that really hurts me. Really oh, hurts yeah, me. You were hoping for this right up until the last episode. I could almost hear you cussing when this didn't happen. Oh. In chapter seven, all the way from Chicago. So, so he, here is my rationale. Okay. So so the statement oh, is here we go. IG-88. Dengar and Bosk will return to aid Fett and Fennec. Now, here's the thing. Fett says he needs muscle, right? He needs some muscle. Why wouldn't uh-huh. he, if he has the credits, go to the group of guys that he's probably most familiar with, get them to come in as well as Mando? But here's the thing. You use them as fodder 
you know, you build some build some drama here, have them get taken out in in the ensuing battle. So you have some some stakes that are going on here, right? Mando and Boba make it out alive. They don't, but you have this great kind of like, you know, Western kind of scene where where you have the bounty hunters walking out of the bar to kind of confront the pikes and just all, you know, all hell breaks loose. You know what I mean? Like I thought that would have been kind of cool. But having said all that. Okay. So Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Just want you to make sure I want to make sure y'all catch this and and hear this loud and clear because I know that sometimes Tim can, Tim can be very very kind of coded. He can he can speak in proverbs and and tales and and riddles limericks. <laughs> I just want <laughs> there once wasn't no uh, oh so dear then, lord. <laughs> I just want you to make sure that you hear this loud and clearly. Tim thinks that you don't know what the hell you're doing. That you don't know the first thing about Star Wars, that you're hacks. I don't agree with That's that. That's so, not you know, what I said. I said this would have been case, interesting. In case a script or a resume comes across your desk and it has it has Uncle Todd on the top of it, that one, good. <laughs> the man they call Tim, bad. Oh, good Lord. All right. Well, that is Jabroni and uh, Uncle Todd, Kalen, uh, when Jabroni. Actually, this was this was split on family lines. So Uncle Todd and Kalen <laughs> were Jabroni and myself and my sons were the real. We we got hosed on that one. So, yep. Uh, the next one, Grand Admiral Thrawn will make an unexpected appearance. And as expected, he did not make an ex- <laughs> appearance. <laughs> Uh, and, and I say expected because all of us went jabroni on this. It did not seem uh, feasible for the Grand Admiral to show up, and we were correct. Not only that, there, was, there wasn't anything really blue in this no, series. No. Much of anything at all. Not at all. Uh, the next one, uh, this, this one cracks me up. Ahsoka Oof. will make an appearance. We all went yeah. jabroni on this one, and it was the real. <laughs> yeah. That one hurts. That one hurts. Oh, but yet two, two, two from now, oh. not this one, but the one after that, we, oh. we went deep on that one. Good Lord. Oh, now this next one's interesting. And I want you to know for all the, all the, 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 the crap you give me about red five and everything else and how I'm, how I'm out to get you. I went mm-hmm. back and listened to our episode because I was beside myself <laughs> with your answer. I'm like, I'm, I sat there and said, I made the mistake. He had to have said real for this one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Go back and listen oh, to no. it with conviction. Does he claim oh, no. this will my not idi- happen? My idiocy knows no bounds. So this one is Mando will show up to aid Boba yep. Fett. Yep. And, and what did I say? You said the jabroni. I, I could have yes, swore you I said the real. Did. We all said the real. Yes, I did. You said oh, jabroni. Oh, <laughs> If there is a, I have not yet begun to debase myself with my idiocy. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. You think it's bad now? You think it's bad now? Oh, oh no, I have not yet begun. Oh my gosh. Oh, what the hell was I thinking? I don't oh. know. I don't know. <sighs> but then we go from that one. So Mando did show up and, and was a major part of, of the season. Uh, we go from that one to one that I went heavily in on. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, both of us. Oh, my gosh. Talon Card, who is uh, a character from the Thrawn, the original Thrawn trilogy uh, that heir to the Empire book was book one that we were discussing earlier, uh, will make his debut. Again, the thinking being similar to how Ahsoka was part of Mando. Maybe this is a way they get, you know, another character who's going to be part of something else introduced. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it made sense. It's about the underworld. It made sense. Oh, yeah. Yep. I stand by my, my selection, but he did not make an appearance nonetheless. So. I love how you stand by the selection. It's wrong. It was completely wrong. It was wrong yesterday. Today, it's wrong tomorrow. <laughs> it was utterly wrong. It was fantastically wrong. But I stand behind it. But I stand with my convictions. <laughs> That's the definition of insanity, sir. It is. It is. That is the definition of insanity. I stand I stand behind none of this. What I, I what what I love here is all of us said the real on this one and then yep. and TJ oh, yes, went jabroni. We so so he he is wise amongst us. Uh, mm-hmm. to to not go with that. Uh all right. And then uh number 23, this is kind of some minutia. Uh one well, this one in particular was just kind of a, a joke one. Uh Fennec will pound a Spashka every episode. I think she had one. I think she had one, one episode at least. Uh I think it was it, she had one and then I think it was mentioned one other time and that was it. Yeah, like when they're at the dinner table and she's like, you know, goading Boba to kind of enjoy the you know, all, all, all that the, uh, you know, the, the help is bringing, uh, for dinner. And, mm-hmm. and of course I think he's thinking, well, there was Jabba, there was, there was big bib. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, Boba in a, in a couple of these episodes did look like he had trouble. That, that armor was getting a little snug. <laughs> There's no spandex built into Beskar. Oh, no, it's there not is like, not. It's not like the jeans you can get now where it's like, ooh, oh, these are a little stretchy. Yeah. Ooh, I like these. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Mm, best car, very, very unforgiving. No. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, so we all went jabroni. This was jabroni. Uh, again, this is kind of a joke. Now, these last two are just more about kind of where this all, was all going. Uh, Fett and Fennec will wipe out the heads of the five families, a.k.a. the heads of the underworld, to achieve some altruistic goal. Um. I don't know. Uh, I put this as jabroni, but now that I'm talking through it, should this be the real? Because because Fennec does take out the mayor and the Pikes, and the other gangs are all kind of all right. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think it's going to do much for the score though, because we all said the the real on this, so it just gives us a boost. I renounce them. I renounce them. Today I have settled all family <laughs> business on the sands of Tatooine. All right, so we went the reel on this. Everyone said the reel on this one, so well done. And then finally, the last one, uh, and I I think this is is Jabroni. I don't think, uh, I don't know if I would categorize what they are, but Fett and Fennec established their crime organization as a Robin Hood group of the galaxy. Uh, What are your thoughts on that being Jabroni? None. Not unless you count. You want to say that one piece of fruit that they tossed to the Wookiee at the end of the show was was like indicative of how they were going to then proceed in the rest of their yeah. their endeavors. There is no evidence that all of a sudden now we're now oper- we're open as a 501C. We have organized and incorporated. <laughs> I, Here is our board of directors. Well, I, I mean, but but what is so he walk? they're walking the streets, you know, everyone's showing him respect and so forth. But it isn't respect out of fear. It's respect out of the knowledge that they fought and and essentially you know won and released them from kind of the 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 oppression of the pikes yeah but it doesn't mean that they're now going to go around stealing from the rich which is for, kind for of the robin hood a, a, gift thing 100% now i'm i'm yeah. I, i'm not really trying to argue it but i i just as i was reading I, I was kind of curious what your thoughts were because of the fact that they are somewhat of a benevolent organization now moving forward you know what i mean like yeah. but they are very localized in what they're doing 
right? I mean, they're, well, they're, they're local they're to- benevolent. They're benevolent in the sense that, you know, Boba sent his assassin to kill everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to count that as benevolent, I mean, I guess we have different definitions of benevolent. Well, but I mean, benevolence you know. is all in the eye of the beholder, right? So, I mean, uh, if you're, well, if you're the, staring down the unfortunately, barrel. Unfortunately, the eyes of the beholders had a big hole right between them. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> So uh, Uncle Todd was the only one that went jabroni on this one. Uh, the rest of us went the real. Uh, so that is where we are. So we have gone through. So any, any other comments or anything I left out or. Uh, no, I think we've embarrassed ourselves quite well on this All right. one. Yes. Well, let me make one adjustment because number but 24. Actually, wait, what was it? What was uh, what was the Doc Holiday? quote i have not yet begun to debase myself yeah something to that effect <laughs> oh defile 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 that's right that's thank right. you um, i have not yet begun to defile myself indeed all right so all right so so where did where do we fall down let's first of all let's get the junior division how did the junior division come out all right well just quickly i just want to say the scoring the way we did the scoring for the junior division there was no uh adjustment so if they got it right it was two points if they got it wrong it was zero there was no tie where we do one for mm -hmm. them we, we just went two or zero that was it so at the end of it um we do not have a definitive winner we have a tie for first between Jackson and Kalen at 32 points each. And well, we see, have here's the thing, though. I, the, I find it funny that you didn't use the one point because that was strictly for situations like this. We had more <laughs> than one person. And then you decided to not use that scoring system. I didn't have time to get it, you know, coded up the right way. So I just had to say, oh, the heck with it. We're so on brand, so on brand. I mean, you have not. This is the first time that we've ever. And I'm finally thinking, like, hey, the scoring system that came up, like the old NHL scoring right. system, is finally going to come in handy. We got, we got three here. You're like, yeah, I didn't do that. No. Well, hell. <laughs> God. Well, would 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 you like me to go back through and figure all that out then? Well, I mean, when you know, if you have a moment this week, we can always report back. Okay. But it's like it's so funny that it's going to end in a tie <laughs> when we had a scoring system specifically designed to try to prevent a tie, and yet here we are. <laughs> it's almost like that story. It's almost like that story in, in Mick Foley's book where he talks about how they had a lumberjack match and they had a count out, yep. which is supposed to specifically <laughs> supposed to not happen in a lumberjack match because they're supposed to toss you back into the ring. Exactly. Exactly. The same sort of thing. So right now, okay. So as the you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I can't believe this. I, I mean, I know it's free range EDC, but damn it, man! Come on, like, again, you tosser. You had one job. Oh my gosh! All right, <laughs> the score as it stands right now is Jackson 32, Kalen 32, and TJ 26. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't realize by doing this how much comedy this would, would this this would have created. This is this is good All stuff. All right. Oh my gosh. All right. So so then how did the how did the senior division turn out? Oh man. Ah, well, I can tell you right now we didn't get over twenty points either. Of us, so. <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right too. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, 
mainly I think because uh, like I'm looking at our scores, we tied on a number of questions that we got right. And then there were, uh, we, I mean, obviously because our scores are different, we scored two points uh, here and there uh, separately on certain other questions, but you, sir, uh, came out on top uh, 18 to 12, 18 to 12 was the final uh, man. They called Tim was just a couple of questions short. Got a little Decisive. too caught up in the Talon card uh, excitement. <laughs> like I caught in that one too. The Crimson Dawn excitement. Um, yeah, that when you you went hook line sinker on Crimson Dawn. Oh, I, I, I went I went very bullish on the Tuscans too. That was that was all on me. So actually, yes, the Tuscans were probably your downfall because I was that on was. I was in on on Kira as well. So okay, yeah, the Tuscans were 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 your downfall. You were you're on the slow bantha to, to, to wrong answers there. So I I will take your input and uh go back and recalculate the junior division with the one point tie uh to Now the question I have for you yeah. is were you using the one point tie in our scores? Well yeah, because it was already coded up that oh way. Oh gosh you gotta be you just <laughs> but you you just don't cut and paste that crap well, you have to understand it's a little more complicated now because you have to like if you have it right, you have to compare it with the other two, and you have to. It, there's, there's a lot of things to consider here. So, for our listeners, Uncle Todd is has, has vacated the microphone right now. He's. <laughs> uh, I had to take a knee. I just I need to collect my thoughts. <laughs> wow. Oh man. All right. Well. I'm happy to take the win, but I'm still just flabbergasted over over the shambles that our junior division descended. I didn't into. have time this week. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good lord, you oh. didn't have time. My gosh, come on. What's really important? Well, that job that pays your bills and keeps food on the table, or this? Let me think. All right. Don't 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 even need to think. Uh, let me. Uh, I'm just putting the the numbers in here. So yeah, twenty. Oh my gosh, I love how they they didn't they didn't just outscore us. They damn near doubled us up. Oh uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, in your case, they did much smarter than me. They, I mean, I and they they almost doubled me up. Yep. Oh yep. my goodness, that hurts. Although it's very predictable. <sighs> well, and and you know, I I meant to mention this at the beginning. Um, this basically closes out the uh, the the absolute you know fever we were going through in December of uh, real oh, yes, jabroni. Real jabroni December. That's Holy right. What we did. Moly. Uh, we did approximately thirty two of these shows <laughs> deciding on this stuff. Thankfully, we came out of it with only uh, you know one bottle of bourbon being need to be purchased because uh, I think we tied ah, on the last two. So yes, that's right. I need to decide. Yes, you mm. do. <laughs> no pappies all right ah crap all right fine so that wraps up our real and jabroni for book of boba fett well thank you sir for your <laughs> calculations and your lack thereof my, my, my and, half uh, <laughs> my halfway version of gosh i still can't believe it i you know actually yes i can i totally can i've been rubbing off on you all these on years. brand if nothing else and another thing. So what do you got for and another thing this week, sir? Uh, so my and another thing is a uh, funny little show that popped up on Netflix uh, last week uh, called Murderville. It is starring Will Arnett. 
And uh, it's kind of an interesting concept. Um, so it's basically a 30 minute, you know, comedy where Will Arnett plays Detective Terry Seattle. Uh, of, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's it, it, it is very, very hammed up. Um, uh-huh. But what's kind of cool is every episode he has a different celebrity partner. Um, and so in the first episode, it was Conan O'Brien. In the second episode, it was Marshawn Lynch. Now, here's the thing. The, the special guest star doesn't have the script of the show. So they have to go forth and ad lib everything that they're doing. Okay. Let me just tell you, episode two with Marshawn Lynch was a revelation. It was a revelation. <laughs> he is entertaining as all get out. I mean, he was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Uh, the Conan O'Brien one was especially funny because there was a scene where they're at a diner having a meal and Conan is supposed to kind of, he has some, some lines or, or at least some, some explanation he's supposed to give that he's prompted to give by Will Arnett. But this is after Will Arnett has dumped a bunch of hot sauce on the meal that he is eating. And so now Conan O'Brien has to talk while he's also recovering from the hot sauce. And so it was just this really funny thing where he's like half giving his lines, half laughing, half trying to drink water to just get composure again. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was funny. It was re- and, and there are points during it where they uh, they they do break, you know, in terms of laughing in, in the middle of it and that sort of thing. So it's it is really kind of funny to see. Um, but, but like I said, it's just, it's just fun. It's, it makes you laugh. Um, and I mean, it's really just campy, you know, goofy sort of detective stories that, you know, are not, I mean, there's really not depth there or anything. It's just meant to be entertaining to see how they're going to behave, what they're going to say and and how they're going to react and that sort of thing. So if you're looking for a little, uh, levity, a little comedy for the week, uh, do check it out. It is, it, it, it is funny. And, uh, like I said, Marshawn Lynch, I, I, I want to see more of him. So, <laughs> Well, it's tough to tell because I remember back when he was playing, like he d- he just didn't talk to the press. And I never, you know, having not played on a team that I was all that familiar with, yeah. you know, that I followed, I didn't know that much about him. So, yeah, it's kind of funny that you would you would get this. One, one addendum I would put in there then is, I don't know if you had seen this before, but going back several years when the Patriots were going to face the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, Conan O'Brien did a show where or a segment of his show where he had Marshawn Lynch and Rob Gronkowski playing each other in this new Mortal Kombat game and it was <laughs> hysterical. I mean and, and I mean Gronkowski you knew what you were getting cuz he's a goof overall but with with Lynch I mean he was just so funny. So mm-hmm. so funny. So huh. check that out on YouTube. Now, just just give it a quick look up. It's still there I believe. So I'll have to take a peek at that myself. And what is your end another thing sir? I believe that you've you've mentioned uh, the the blanks that made us series yes. that are there's a toys that made us there's also the movies that made us mm-hmm. and I started watching a couple of these last night and it was it was interesting because as as you well know I am much into the minutia and trivia that surrounds movie making and behind the scenes sort of thing so totally up my alley uh, is this uh, this show and the one that kind of intrigued me though was Home Alone mm. because I. I've not as well versed on home alone as, as other movies. And as, as far as like the making of and things like that, like I watched the diehard episode, which is interesting because Bruce Willis ain't nowhere near that show Mm -hmm. because I don't think anyone wanted him on the show. Uh, And it was interesting because there was, there was some information there that I didn't know, but most of it I knew, Yeah, you know, and which was, which was also fantastic because they had John McTiernan, who is the director 
And he is exactly, I had never seen or really seen any interviews with John McTiernan before. He is exactly what I pictured uh, after listening to the, the director's commentary track on The Hunt for Red October, where it, it literally sounds like he is being held at gunpoint and forced to do this commentary track. <laughs> oh, he is that unenthusiastic. And when you see him, you're like, oh, totally. And people are like, I don't think John ever smiled. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Anyways, uh, Home Alone was interesting because I really didn't know that much about the making of that movie. Didn't know a whole lot of, of what went into it and all that. So it was very interesting. It was very interesting about, um, you know, talking about the script and 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 also understanding like, okay, Chris Columbus. Oh, and he did that and, and that he's, you know, the director of this huge movie and then also went on to direct some huge Harry Potter movies mm-hmm. and, you know, all that he's done. And, and also just kind of the way that the movie was made, essentially using like an abandoned high school as the backlot for the movie and all those things. It was just great. Oh, wow. And kind of gave me a lot of background on just how that movie came about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and also I just I, I never really put two and two together. I didn't know that John Williams had scored that movie. Oh, I didn't either. Wow. And they'd already, I guess when they were making the movie, the guy that they originally who had they, they had set to score the movie couldn't do it. He had to drop out. And as a joke, Chris Columbus was like, hey, let's get John Williams. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And they all kind of sat there. was like, well, why not? <laughs> and so, oh, so that's they, funny. They, they sent him like the rough cut of the movie yeah. and he really liked it. So he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Wow. And that's how they wound up with this this score. And they're t- they were talking about it. Like, of course, I mean, my gosh, he was like the greatest living composer at the time. Yeah. And if you can get this guy to score your movie, like now you're just elevating it to such a high degree. Right. Right. And um, and then also kind of the backdoor dealings that went on, you know, getting this movie from Warner Brothers to 20th Century Fox and all, all that stuff was very interesting to yeah. me. And the way they do it is there's some parts of the <laughs> there's some parts of the show, like little gimmicks that they have that kind of get annoying after a while. But it's worth sitting through for all the information and all that. Right. It, was, it was it was a really fun watch. And uh I enjoyed it quite a bit. So if you if you're not as familiar with the the making of Home Alone and all that went on through it, I would highly recommend it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, folks, it is time for us to pack up our uh, revival tent of idiocy. The Free Range Idiocy Congregation is packing up and moving to the next town. Apparently the tent was bigger for this episode than usual, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We had we had to get the uh, the strong I'll take man the blame and the on that lady one. on it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that's just what happens. But uh, thank you all for listening. We do certainly appreciate y'all tuning in and downloading and all that fun stuff. Thank you to all the members of Free Range Idiocy Congregation who have come out and listened. Uh, if you have not subscribed, if you have not joined the congregation yet, well, here's how you do that. You go to the podcast purveyor of your choice and you search for Free Range Idiocy. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and others. You can also find us at freerangeidiocy.com. That'll have all of your uh, all of our episodes listed right out there for you in a nice little pretty row. Download them all because, damn it, it just makes us feel better and, you know, we need that. Like, Tim has an entire trivia segment on this show just to improve his ego, so if you could do a little something for me, I, I enjoy watching numbers go up. Uh, that's just my thing so make sure you subscribe Uh, you can also subscribe through Podbean which is a service that is uh, powering freerangeedc.com if you would also like to find us on the social medias we are on the Facebook we are on the Instagram we are on the Twitters and you can find us at freerangeedc on all three of those you can also send us questions thoughts, comments, suggestions complaints even send those to Tim at freerangeedc.com and he will get back to you 
PDQ forthwith right away. Something or rather. Post haste. He'll just get back to you. Yeah, post haste. There we. That was the one I was looking for. Not really, but I'll say it anyways, and it makes it sound somewhat better. And now it comes to the time when I manage to stop flapping my gums. Let me try that again. Maybe I'll just leave that in because, you know, we keep it real here. Not really. Indeed. Uh, now it comes to the point of the show where I finally stop flapping my gums and I hand this over to Tim, but not before I ask the second most important question in all of human history. The first, of course, being what is hip? The second being, what the hell did we learn this episode? Uh, we learned the following, my friend. Ah. We are bullish on the Cincinnati Bengals this evening. We are bullish on uh, Jurassic World, even though we is know it, it is a... Huh? Is it really kosher to be bullish on a tiger? That's a good question. I don't know. Shouldn't we say we, we have our fur up? Our- <laughs> uh, we're bullish on Jurassic World Dominion as well, even though we know it's going to be a bit of a sequel journey or threequel journey. Uh, we <laughs> looks interesting based on the trailer. <laughs> good God. <laughs> uh, Looking forward to Ahsoka, looking forward to Kenobi, uh, as always, uh, Star Wars delivering the goods, especially with the book of Boba Fett. Will you stop? <laughs> Sorry. We have learned Filoni and, and Robert Rodriguez doing a phenomenal job with the Oh, don't try and make it up to him now book of after Boba you just Fett. Tore him Even down though earlier. We, we didn't get the bounty hunter uh, western, you know, face-off that I was hoping for, but that's all right. It's good stuff. We have learned in the real and jabroni, free-range agency, we need to rethink, uh, I think, our sources for some of these speculative uh, rumors that we put forth, because, my God, it, we, we I think we you were, made some of these up, though, sir, so you're the source. Well, some of them I made up, but, but some of them were <laughs> solid. And then uh, we also learned that the man they call Tim, uh, while he is committed and dedicated to the show, uh, had a lapse this week. And so uh, we apologize to our junior division for the scores being the way they are. We will have a retabulated, recalculated version for next uh, episode. Uh, but we do thank our, our kids, Kalen, Jackson, TJ, for participating in the foolishness that their fathers engage in. And, uh, and totally outclassing us, every single one of them. And schooling us like no other. So uh, we we do appreciate that. And uh, and we have learned, finally, that Uncle Todd will have a bottle of bourbon coming his way. Well done, sir. Congratulations. Oh, my gosh. I just realized, if you factor in the ties, those scores are just going to go up. Yes. Which means they're going to be, they are going to double us all. No, the scores actually may go down because you're not going to have two points per question. It'll be one point. Oh, well, then if it's going to make us look better, then you go right ahead and refactor that. Get on that tonight, sir. I will. Uh, (laughs) And with that, as we like to end the show, uh, be good, be kind to one another, be safe, be healthy. And, uh, you know, again, uh, the man they call Tim, uh, apparently. Uh, needs to work on his math a little bit as well as uh, freeing up some time for himself. So if you don't mind, hit the lights on the way out. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Just sir! <laughs> that's it! I beg your pardon, what did you say? Just sir! <laughs> that's it! Do it. You are such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. You're wrong! <laughs> Get out! And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. So say we all. So say we all.
Well, I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. You had one job, <laughs> you dossus. Now get the hell out of here!